What we've got here is failure to communicate. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Tough, unique, bad, bold, and sassy. 60% of the time, it works every time. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Take the pain. Take the pain! Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Today, Junior? It's too late to turn back now. It's the Brian Hanks Show. You are not joking, John Dawson. It is too late to turn back now. Hello, live and on tape from, yes, back in lovely Whitehall Drive here in beautiful Kinston, North Carolina. I'm so happy to be back. It is Monday, March the 13th in the year of our Lord 2023. This is episode 820 of the Brian Hanks Show. Presented by Lenore Community College, my co-hosts, John Dawson and Jonathan Massey. Why they're scheduled to be joining me at the end of the second hour today for the birthday game. But, uh, you know, things can move around. We'll see what will happen. But listen, we've got another great show for you today. But we're changing things up a bit. I didn't really get a chance because we were so busy last week at the ACC tournament. And uh, fire alarms going off in our hotel and everything. That happened uh, over Thursday and Friday at uh, at the ACC tournament and up in Burlington and in Greensboro and all that. That I didn't really get a chance to tell you, but hope you guys are as excited about this as I am. Uh, we are mixing up, you know, uh, we've got our Monday through Friday lineup, our first hour lineup. I, I'm very proud of it. I mean, we've got some uh, some heavy hitters and some uh, great analysts and some great people. Uh, but we're mixing it up uh, here for the immediate future, maybe even forever. We'll see. But I know on Mondays, you're usually you're getting ready to listen to Paul Whittington as we'll break down uh, the weekend sports and break down the NASCAR race and all that. Well, we have moved Paul to Friday. He is now our Friday first hour guy as uh, we will uh, be uh, previewing the NASCAR, the upcoming NASCAR race and all that. Now our uh, regular Monday guest is the great Mark Panicelli. He is the uh, dean of ENC Sports Talk host. He'll be joining us here in uh, less than 20 minutes. He is the uh, host of The Drive with Mark Panicelli, and uh, it's going to be uh, – we're going to have fun with him. Uh, we're going to look back. Man, you talk about – I've already messaged him. I'm like, man, get ready for your brain to be picked because there is a lot to talk about between the ACC tournament uh, wrapping up Saturday, between the NCAA tournament – being announced uh, last night between Carolina turning down an NIT bid, the NASCAR race yesterday in Phoenix, uh, all the NFL news. How about the Carolina Panthers? That's happened since we uh, were last on the air on Friday. The Carolina Panthers trading up for the number one pick in the NFL draft. I mean, I'm telling you, so much stuff has happened in uh, the past 72 hours or so since the last time we were on the air. I guess 70 hours ago would be uh, completely accurate. And, uh, I'm telling you a lot of stuff has happened in sports world. And I love, love that. We're going to have Mark Panicelli on the line with us to, uh, talk about all that. And again, uh, he'll, uh, be here. We're going to, we're going to jump on him about seven twenty, and then, uh, we're going to talk to him, uh, the rest of this first hour, but then our second hour, man, I'm really looking forward to this. It's going to be great. Uh, we're going to be joined by the head baseball coach of those amazing North Lenore Hawks, Jackson Massey, uh, Pretty much a favorite, if not the favorite, to win the 2A state championship this year. 
Uh, we're going to just talk to him about those expectations, about the senior-laden uh, crew, the senior-laden roster that he's got over at North and North. A lot of expectations on him, but I tell you what, if there's one thing uh, that I don't doubt, I know that uh, Jackson Massey can do a lot with that. But listen, he's also the co-athletics director at uh, North Lenore and uh, the the rumor on the street. Now I've been out of town for uh, what four days or whatever, but uh, I got my ears to the ground here in Lenore County. And uh, the news is, or the rumors are, I don't know if the news will break that here in our second hour, hopefully. But the rumors are that uh, North Lenore has found their football coach. So uh, hopefully we're going to talk to him about that too but uh like i said he's our uh, our second hour guest we're going to talk north north baseball north north football uh just uh, a bunch of different stuff there and then we'll do the birthday game before you know it this show will be over and you'll be like oh my god that's the fastest moving two hours i know that's how i feel about it too so there you go uh mark panicelli in our first hour jackson massey in our second hour and uh man just like i said just very excited about everything that we're going to be uh uh sent panicelli my message i was like get ready for your brain to be picked and he said "Uh, good morning my brain hmm let's hope there's something in there so uh that's gonna be awesome uh listen uh the academy awards were last night yes i know i'm I'm stepping away from sports for a moment but you know we had uh our good friend brandon plotnik on from fayetteville who every year as long as i've known He's done an Academy Award picks. If you remember last year, he was twenty-two and one or twenty-three and one. Uh, not not uh, as great this year, but sixteen and seven still in his official picks. He sent me that just a few minutes ago. Uh, but sixteen and seven, but good job by uh, Brandon, who uh, man knows more about the Academy Awards, Oscars, and movies, and uh, he's forgotten more than I know. Man, it's made me one thing. Uh, Linda and I watched some of it between watching all the uh, NCAA tournament shows last night. We watched some of the Oscars, and uh, it just makes it – they do a good job because, obviously, if there's movies that are winning awards and stuff, it makes you want to go see them. That's what they try to do anyway. And it works with me because now uh, everywhere – what was the title of that movie? Let's see. uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once uh, just cleaned up last night, and it's made me want to – uh, go see it or uh, rent it or whatever I need to do. So we're going to try to do this this week. And, and evidently, like I said, everybody that's talked about it has talked about how good it was. Now I definitely want to go uh, see it. So uh, I hope you had a chance to watch that. But, again, I uh, just wanted to get, do a callback to Friday's show that, uh, that uh, you know, that uh, Brandon just did a great job of making all his picks. So, uh but again, uh, let me hit some of these for you here just to let you know. The best picture, obviously, everything, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, won that. The supporting actress was Jamie Lee Curtis. And, man, she just had such a great speech. And, and I'm, in the interest of full disclosure, I was asleep well before they got to the last hour of it. You know, because i got to be up at 4.30, go to the gym, and then come back and prep the show. But, uh, man, Jamie Lee Curtis's her speech was awesome. Uh, Key Ki Wai Kwan, uh, one for supporting actor, and his speech was emotional. It was just awesome. Uh, original song was Natu Natu from RRR. That was the winner in that. 
Uh, Pinocchio won the uh, animated uh, feature film Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's. Man, my pronunciation today is just awful. Uh, that was the winner in animated feature film. Original screenplay was everything, everywhere, all at once. Uh, leading actor, Brandon Fraser. And I've not seen The Whale yet, but evidently it's a kind of a depressing movie, but a pretty good movie, uh, according to Brandon. I want to see that. And then Michelle Yao won uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once for uh, leading actors. Uh, director, again, uh, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schneider for uh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And like I said, just... I think we're going to have to see that because uh, when someone wins that many or something wins that many uh, awards, it makes you want to go see it. I did want to mention this, though. Uh, man, after Jamie Lee Curtis, who universally is beloved, after she wins in the sporting uh, actress role, I, I, I love me some Angela Bassett. I really do. She was nominated in Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. But uh, everybody stands up, gives Jamie Lee Curtis a, uh, a standing ovation, Angela Bassett doesn't even applaud. She doesn't stand up. She, and you could just tell she was pissed off. I mean, she just did not seem very happy with her. And I just thought it was kind of, I don't know. I mean, be classy. And I know it's the first time you've been uh, nominated for a, a big thing. And I think she was actually the betting favorite to win. But uh, I don't know, man. It just uh, it, Linda pointed it out to me first, and then I had to rewind it and watch it. And sure enough, she just uh, sat there and just looked real, real irritated, I guess is a nice way to say it. And uh, But, man, I've loved Jamie Lee Curtis since uh, the Halloween days. And uh, what was the movie she was in with uh, with Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd? I can't remember the name of that, but uh, Trading Places, Trading Places. And, man, just uh, I love me some Jamie Lee Curtis. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie about it there. So, uh, again – uh, congratulations to Brandon Plotnick for uh, doing a great job and, and making his pick 16 and seven last night. And I thought that was pretty cool. Okay. Let's, uh, Hey, let's jump back. Okay. We took three minutes away from the sports world. Let's jump back to the sports world and ACC tournament, man. Uh, when we last, uh, left you uh, Friday morning, uh, Virginia Clemson, uh, uh, Virginia and Clemson Duke and Miami were in the final four in the ACC tournament. Uh, Virginia just rolled over Clemson 76 to 56. In fact, beat them so bad that, uh, Clemson didn't even get an, uh, NCAA tournament berth. Duke, uh, beat Miami 85 to 78 and, uh, congratulations to, uh, Scott Whittington and uh, all my Duke friends, Jason Bryant, Connor Bryant, uh, all those, uh, folks, they, they all love them some Duke. And I'm telling you, didn't trail one time in, uh, their game against Virginia. Virginia could only muster, I think it was 17 points in the first half arguably uh one of their worst games they've ever played uh, that they played this season for sure not ever played but played this year uh they got it down to five or six points uh late in the game but duke never uh, lost control of that so congratulations to the duke blue devils the 2023 atlantic coast conference champions kyle filipowski was named the tournament mvp and i, I had a vote in that so i voted i, I uh, posted it up on my twitter feed Here's the crazy thing. I've been to theacc.com. I've been to ESPN. I've been everywhere. I cannot find who made the all-tournament team anywhere. And I spent a solid – talk about – I did about an hour and a half of show prep. I probably spent 20 minutes of my show prep this morning trying to find that. So, Keith Spence, if you're listening, or Pam Sheffield, or anybody else is listening that was able that is able to find – 
who was named all ACC tournament, please let me know because there was a first team, a second team, uh, the MVP. I did see that Kyle Filipowski was named tournament MVP. So uh, congratulations for that. And that's who I voted for too. I mean, he definitely deserved it. I believe he averaged right at 20 points a game in the three games, uh, which was much more than anybody else. And, and again, he was a difference in the game too. I mean, uh, he's going to be a pretty solid pro. Now, do I think he's going to be all NBA, you know, or uh, NBA first team or all-star, I'm not so sure. I mean, I got to tell you, and I don't know if uh, I'm probably going to irritate both the uh, Carolina fan base that listens to my show and the Duke fan base when I say this, but I got to tell you, I mean, he's he's all right. He's got a pretty good game. He's got some pretty good moves, but, dude, he reminds me of, like, Pete Chilcutt, and that, that's for my longtime uh, ACC basketball fans and Carolina basketball fans. He, in the way he looks, he's kind of skinny. That's the way Pete Chilcutt was in college. Now, he filled out someone who got the NBA. Now, when I compare him to Pete Chilcutt, I'm really not insulting the young man. Pete Chilcutt, had, and I don't have his stats right up here in front of me, but he had to have had a 13, 14, 15-year career. I mean, he was awesome. Uh, it made, well, he didn't make as much as you would make now in a 13 to 15 year career, but he made a comfortable living for himself, uh, you know, being that guy off the bench and, you know, he had some big games and all that, but I, I just don't, I don't know. I don't see, I mean, I've seen Filipowski. I mean, he's definitely not going to be a number one or number two overall pick, but he's going to be top 10, probably maybe even top five. And, uh, I don't know. He gets, I mean, again, now he had a great ACC tournament, but you know what? The first time that Duke played up in uh, Charlottesville against Virginia, he didn't have a single point. Now he's probably should have had a point since he was fouled there in that final second. And he would have had two free throws to, uh, to beat Virginia and keep that game from going to overtime that Virginia ultimately won. But uh, I don't know, man. I, that's maybe that's one of the things I'm going to talk to uh, Panicelli about here in just a few minutes, because uh he's a solid player he's a solid college player but i just seeing his game translate to the nba i just don't really see it but you know what there are uh, basketball experts that are much greater than i am who uh, think he's going to have a solid nba career so we'll get but anyway congratulations to duke and to uh kyle filipowski again for being uh, named the tournament mvp uh that wrapped up the acc tournament that was saturday night i gotta tell you uh originally when they move if you if you're really an old timer like a tommy maddox and those kind of guys then you know the acc tournament used to be that way it was a thursday friday saturday thing in raleigh or greensboro for the most part uh and then they moved it to uh friday saturday sunday with the championship game being on sunday and then when they added all these teams it started you know started a couple days earlier than that uh, but I got to tell you, I, I, I'm really into the ACC tournament now finishing on Saturday. I've covered, I think this was my 13th or 14th ACC tournament. And I know that a lot of people have covered a lot more than me, but this was my, I think it was my 13th or 14th total ACC tournament. And I remember those tournaments that ended on Sunday and they were fun. They were a lot of fun because you would uh, end the tournament if the game started at 1.30 or at 2 o'clock. And then, uh, as media, we would just hang around at the, uh, at the Greensboro Coliseum or the Charlotte Coliseum or wherever we were, uh, after filing our stories and getting everything sent, 
uh, dude, it would be 5.30, 5.15, 5.30. So we would hang around and watch the uh, NCAA tournament show. And, I mean, uh, the top two teams usually would hang around, too, if it was Duke or Carolina or Maryland or whoever it was that had just won the ACC tournament. It would be ridiculous for them to try to get on a plane or get on a bus and get back. So they would stay there, too. So then you could talk to the players immediately after uh, they got to see where they were going. And, uh, I got to tell you just, uh, I kind of missed that a little bit, but I really like that, you know, that there's no stress or well, I guess there's a little bit of stress. I mean, I know there are a lot of Carolina fans and a lot of Clemson fans and, uh, Wake Forest fans that, uh, were hoping they were going to make it into the tournament, but didn't and ended up going to the NIT except for Carolina. And we'll get to that in a moment, but, uh, I'm really enjoying the Saturday night championship game. Now, I hate that it ended so late because I ended up having to work yesterday at uh, at ECU. I did a uh, public address for the ECU uh, softball, which ended up only getting one game in, and they uh, moved it up even an hour or so. Uh, there, there was uh, nothing better than getting home yesterday or uh, Sunday morning, early Sunday morning at about 1.30, and then a springing forward an hour and then having to get up at 6 o'clock to go to uh, ECU to go uh, cover or to you know go do PA for those games. I know, wham, wham, wham. I have a great life. But, uh, man, a life that sometimes doesn't have enough sleep in it, although I got to tell you, I got a killer nap yesterday, and I will be getting one today too. God, I feel like I've talked nonstop for 17 minutes. You know why? Because I have. Hey, uh, we'll get it. Like I said, we'll get in the NCAA tournament here and uh, with uh, Panicelli, uh, UNC opting out of the NIT. I have some very strong thoughts on that. Uh, we're going to get into that with Panicelli here in a few moments too. I don't know why they didn't put Duke or Virginia in Greensboro in the NCAA tournament. I guess they're just opposed to, I don't know, making money. I mean, I don't, the NCAA just does some of the stupidest things sometimes. That was one of them. So that's all the college basketball. We're going to, like I said, uh, don't worry though. We've got, uh, Panicelli coming on. We're going to have him through the end of the hour. And that's all we're going to talk is, uh, for the most part, NCAA tournament, ACC championship, Carolina and all that. I got to, uh, thank, uh, or not thank, I got to congratulate, uh, uh, Farmville central. Uh, they won their fourth state championship in five years. Uh, they beat Reedsville, and it really wasn't that close, an undefeated Reedsville team. And so uh, congratulations to Larry Williford, uh, Josh Short, all the folks over at Farmville Central. Again, four titles in five years. Now, they didn't do the four-peat like Kenston did from 2012 to 2015. <laughs> I like that part. But listen, congratulations, Coach Williford. Uh, I've heard a lot of people say, a lot of people who know a lot more about basketball than I do, who uh, have said that, yes, he's got talent. I mean, you can't win a championship without talent, but uh, he's one of the best coaches in the state of North Carolina. I think he's inking his name as one of the best all time. And, uh, I mean, all he does is win, 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 no matter what. And they win again this year. You can read about it. Go to encmoments.com, and uh, our good friend uh, Junior Smith III has all the details up, All uh, a nice story about that, like I said, up on uh, encmoments.com. I think he even did the uh, Panther Creek uh, Girls State Championship win, too. Uh, so uh, check that out, like I said, on uh, encmoments.com. Uh, so congratulations, uh, coach Larry Williford, all our Farmville central friends, a uh, big win for them. Uh, we thought Reggie and, uh, Reggie Bullock was going to be out for a little bit, but he came back Saturday as, uh, the Mavericks, uh, traveled to Memphis, 
Unfortunately, the Mavs lost that game because uh, they didn't have Luka or Kyrie. Reggie started the game, finished with seven points, five rebounds, an assist, and a steal in 32 minutes. Today, they play at home versus Memphis at 7.30. That game will be on ESPN. You'll get to see Reggie playing that. They're at San Antonio Wednesday. Then they're back on NBA TV Friday when they travel to L.A. to take on the Lakers. Uh, Brandon Ingram. Uh, out again with injury. Uh, he might be back. They play uh, the Lakers themselves tomorrow at home. Uh, he's uh, questionable with an ankle injury, so we're hoping he's going to be back. Uh, then they play Friday and Sunday at Houston. How about Lenore Community College baseball? Told you this is going to be a special season. It really has been at this point. They're 14 and 7 overall after sweeping Southeastern Community College in Saturday's doubleheader. They beat them 14 to 6 and 10 to 5. Uh, Sunday's game was rained out. Danny Staley, congratulations to him for the Lancers. He had a day to remember Saturday. He had four home runs along with seven RBIs and six hits total. So have a, have a month, young man, in one day. Four home runs in one day. Uh, so congratulations to him. Like I said, they're 14-7. and seven. They host Boston, Carl- uh, Boston. Barton College JV's uh, Wednesday at 2. And then they have a three-game series uh, at home this weekend against Bryant and Stratton. Uh, they'll play at noon and 3.30 or noon, and then whenever the first game ends on Saturday, and then they're uh, again noon on Sunday. So uh, a great chance to see the Lancers. I'm going to do my best to get out there Wednesday and at least for one or maybe even two of the games this weekend. But i uh, got to thank uh, Lenore Community College's uh, social media. They have uh, an interview here with uh, uh, with Coach after the game. And uh, and with Danny Staley, he doesn't say much. Now, i got to warn you, there is a lot of wind in this, but I, I think you can still make it out pretty good. But this is a postgame. Thank you, Shelly Barnes and Lenore Community College Athletics for this interview uh, following the Lancers' uh, sweep against Southeastern Community College. Good afternoon, Lancer Nation. Good to see you all again. Glad we get a chance to talk. Kids played very well today. Uh, bats, probably for the first time all year, woke up. This kid uh, had four home runs on the day. I don't even know how many RBIs. And after having a long talk with him this week, uh, took some very sound advice and paid off for him. So that's always good to see as a coach. He made me look very, very smart today. This is Danny Staley from Walkertown, North Carolina, first baseman, freshman, and uh, he had a weekend many players only dream of. So real proud of him and proud of the way all our guys played. And uh, you got any dance moves? No. No. Yeah, come on. Yeah, you probably got some boot scoot boogies. <laughs> I don't know about all that, Coach. I don't know about that one. All right. So you're going to leave it to me? Yes, sir. That's okay. You. That's you well, right we win, we dance. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> See you, Lancer Nation. Well, there you go. And, and again, want to thank uh, Coach Gary Smith there in the in the uh, audio and the video there. Go to uh, LCC Athletics on Twitter. You can watch it for yourself. But, again, uh, Shelly Barnes, thank you for that. And uh, congratulations to uh, LCC. Like I said, 14-7 and seven right now. Uh, big week for them. Uh, host Barton College's JVs Wednesday at 2. Then a big series against Bryant and Stratton out of Virginia at noon and 3.30 on Saturday, and then noon on Sunday. Okay, we're going to get uh, our good friend Mark Panicelli up here on the line with us. As we do that, though, I want to thank our uh, title sponsor of the Brian Hank Show. It's Lenore Community College. Uh, thank you so much to LCC. Uh, they've helped men and women in our area 
tangibly helped women, men and women in our area improve their lives for almost 65 years. Uh, listen, LCC's mission is to meet the personal, cultural, and professional educational needs of its students through affordable, accessible, and innovative educational programs. LCC has its main campus right here in Kenston at 231 Highway 58 South, but it also has satellite campuses in Greene County and Jones County. Call LCC at 252-527-6223. Visit their website at lenorecc.edu or visit one of their beautiful campuses in Kenston, Snow Hill, or Trent to find out how you can change your life today. And again, thank you so, so much to our good friends, uh, Richie Honeycutt, to... uh, all the folks over there for uh, uh, for uh, helping us out with the uh, being our title sponsor here on the Brian Hank Show and uh, joining us right now on our uh, Spence Automotive guest line is this feels weird but I, I I think we'll get used to it pretty quick here it's the great Mark Panicelli the dean of ENC Sports Talks uh sports talks of sports talk radio here in eastern north carolina and uh as i was telling people uh you've gone from the five hole here uh panicelli you're now our leadoff guy in in our uh, lineup here well let's hope i can get on base <laughs> you know that's that's my, that's my job then right it absolutely that's, is at the, the table Dude, I don't even want to waste any time. In fact, I'm already three minutes over because I got you for 40 minutes and I've got, dude, I, not that I usually make a list of stuff for us to talk about. I have a list right here, dude. It's got nine things on it. You think we'll be able to hit all nine of them in the next 36 minutes? Uh, the, mm, mm, that's tough. That's tough. I'm going to take the under on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you probably should. I'll take the under on that. Dude, I don't even know where to start. I guess we'll just go chronological order here because a lot of this is uh, 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 college basketball. We've got NASCAR. We've got NFL. I wouldn't mind getting a little NBA talk out of you if I could. Uh, I guess we'll just start. i tell you what. Let's start with college basketball because that is the number one thing uh, that everybody's talking about this morning. Everybody's getting their brackets ready. And, uh, you know, one of the things I'm trying to remember if we talk, I probably have talked about it on your show before. I'm not sure I've picked your brain on my show. How big of a bracket guy are you? Uh, do you, do you love the brackets? Are you, uh, do you just live with it? How are you, uh, with NCAA tournament brackets, Mark? Traditionally? Yes. Um, you know, I've always enjoyed it. Um, I, I, you know, I, I, I only do. And here's what's interesting: I may play multiple games. Like I, you know, like uh, we'll just use like ESPN or Fox or whoever, whoever's running. But I always, if I'm doing that, um, I usually pick the same the same bracket. That way, I can kind of go with what. I, I know. Now, you, you to me, a man who has 35 fantasy football teams, <laughs> you seem like a man who fills out a lot of brackets and makes multiple choices. Um, but, man, I mean, come on. And you, you, you're an old writer, old newspaper guy. I used to love getting that Monday paper. You could go out and get maybe the USA Today or whatever, and they had that full fold-out of the bracket. Um, but, oh, no, I, I, I love – I love this time of year, even being a Tar Heel fan, and they will not be dancing this year. Uh, but uh, we may we may get into that 
Oh, we're definitely no, no, no. In fact, that's gonna after we talk a little bracket talk here. uh, I have some, and I've not shared them yet because I wanted to wait till I had you up here on the line with me, Mark. I have some very strong feelings about that, but we'll get to that in a moment. But here, I'm going. I'm going to shock you though. I am, and I know you used to carry, or or they used to be on your ESPN stations there in uh, in Greenville and Newburn. But uh, the bracket of integrity uh, didn't, uh, you know. what were their names? Damn, I've already forgot their doggone names. Mike and Mike. Mike and Mike. Thank you, Mike All and you Mike. All you had to do is remember one name. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Dude, it's – hey, let me tell you something, man. The weekend I've had, and I whined about it a little bit before I brought you up, but, dude, uh, I, I like the Saturday night ACC tournament championship. I do, but good God, dude. I, I even left early Saturday because, you know, Virginia was getting that butt beat. And uh, so I left with about 45 seconds left to go in the game and got out of there and was out. Dude, I was on 40 when the game finally wrapped up, if that tells you anything, as quickly as I was able to get out. But my point being, dude, I've got really – and then I had to do ECUPA yesterday for uh, softball and had to be there at 8 a.m. yesterday after getting in, uh, oh. you know, exactly, on spring forward night. Anyway, enough whining about that, but – uh Dude, I, I've just I, I've talked myself into a circle and don't even know where I was going. Other than uh, I did want to wrap up before we get in. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, I'm a bracket of integrity guy. That's what I was trying to say. I really am. Now, I'm okay. like you. I'll enter, dude. I'll throw away. I do it every year. I'll throw away, I don't know, uh, 100 or 150 jelly beans or shekels or whatever you want to call them and enter all my friends' contests. And they love taking my money every year. And I'll do it again this year. I've already got a couple, you know, the $25 per bracket entry thing. And, uh, but dude, if I do the same thing you do though, man, if I enter a CBS or an ESPN, I'll print off the one main one. And then dude, I, I go, uh, now I'll enter Like I said, eight or nine contests, but they're the same bracket in each and every one. And I, dude, I got to tell you, man, I really don't respect those people that, you know, do five or six or seven different brackets trying to CYA with uh, their picks, dude. Yeah. I mean, I just can't keep up with it. That's, uh, you know, I, I understand that those people are just playing the numbers game. Uh, but, uh, but, but at the same time, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm just, I, I couldn't do it. I want to know that if I'm, if I'm picking Creighton over NC State, which I'm not yet, <laughs> but I may. But that being said, I won't have that on all my brackets. So that's uh, it's one of the reasons why I don't have fantasy uh, multiple fantasy football teams because then I'll be rooting for something uh, that's good in one league and, and bad in the other. But uh, but no, I, I am a, a yes a sheet of integrity, I guess. <laughs> As Mike and Mike used to say. There you go. I was never a huge Mike and Mike fan. I thought they, you know, spewed out company line and all that stuff. But if there was one thing that they did that I thought was, in, I guess, ingenious or that was really, really smart, it was their bracket of integrity or sheet of integrity, like you said. and uh, Or one of them did. I can't remember. One of them was that way that, hey, they only did one bracket and, you know, they did it out all over, kind of like what you and I do. And then there was the other one that, would enter five or six. I got to tell you, there was a guy and people here in, in uh, Kinston that are listening to this will, uh, will remember the name, but Justin Hill, he was a reporter for me at the free press. And, uh, now he lives in Boston. I mean, I miss him. He was just a good guy. He, uh, anyway, anyway, he was that guy that would do eight or nine. I'm not talking about three or four, Mark. I'm talking about do would do eight or nine brackets. And then when one of them would inevitably hit, 
oh, he wanted to brag about, you know, what his picks. I'm like, come on, dude. <laughs> you did eight brackets. You covered your butt in so many ways and hedged your bets that there was no way you – and he would, inevitably. Uh, we would. He worked with me at the Free Press, and uh, he would do eight or nine brackets. There would be 30 total brackets or, you know, 30 total entries, and eight or nine of them were his, and I would be like, come on, dude. That's, that's just – that's not ethical. It's not. It's not, and then, but but that is the only way. Sometimes that some of some of us can beat Aunt Pam, who doesn't even watch college, college <laughs> basketball all year. She fills out a bracket, and then we had the Final Four weekend, and she, and she's leading the whole thing, right? I yeah. mean, that's one of the the most unique things. It's uh, it's why. Uh, what was it a few years ago? Was it Warren Buffett put up like a billion dollars if someone could could pick the perfect bracket? I mean, because it's because it's never been done, mathematically uh, impossible, I guess, for someone to do that. Well, it, I remember, and it's been who knows how many years three, four, five years ago. Someone got to the final four. Dude, had the right – I mean, had not missed a game all the way to the Final Four and then missed both Final Four picks. <laughs> I mean, dude, it is what it is, man. I mean, it's like you said. I mean, mathematically, it is almost impossible. That's what drives me. You're right. Warren Buffett did do that. And then, uh, you know, ESPN every year. Oh, we're going to pay a million dollars to whoever has a perfect bracket. And, dude, when you start, and you start doing it and then uh, you miss the very first game of the tournament, you're like, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, uh, Mark Panicelli on the line with us, and I'm sitting here just talking about nothing, and I've got specific, tangible things I want to talk about. Let's wrap up the ACC tournament, dude. Uh, Duke uh, beats Virginia 59 to 49 in ACC tournament championship game, and uh, dude, I'm they deserved it. I mean, I had picked Duke going into the tournament. I thought it was going to be Duke and Carolina for the championship. I really thought Carolina was going to take out Virginia on uh, in the quarterfinals, but you know they. They, uh, their season ended uh, pitifully, and we're going to get to them in a moment. But I guess just uh, wrap up the ACC tournament. Duke, your 2023 ACC uh, champs, Mark Panicelli, your thoughts on that? Well, all right. Uh, let's go sports, unbiased sports guy first. Uh, <laughs> obviously, look, John Shire has done a great job. There was a point in this season – where honestly Duke and North Carolina were almost at mirror images with one another. They were both uh, up and down and struggling and streaking. John Shire's really pulled it together. The teams play, I think it's nine straight wins that they've got now uh, and well-deserved. They, they, they outplayed everybody in the tournament and, uh, you know, congratulations to them. Now, for someone who can't stand Duke, uh, <laughs> it's a radio show, so I don't want to make uh, nasty, vomitous noises uh, while it's, some people may be eating their breakfast. But oh my gosh! Uh, but again, you got to give credit where it's due. Uh, I think you know, heading into the tournament, Duke is one of the hottest teams. Uh, but and we'll get into bracketology maybe at some point. But I got to tell you, what you always took a twelve over a five, so. If we can get this uh, televangelist Oral Roberts, we can get into the spirit of maybe faith somehow. Oral Roberts, huh? Dude, and uh, can find a way to pull off that twelve-five that happens every year, Brian. 
every year and sometimes there's two i think there was a year where there was even three of those it's just however the that works out it seems like there's what well, it doesn't seem like every year there is a 12-5 so you think that might be the 12-5 this year then no no i don't i don't i mean look the way they're playing it'd be hard to pick against them but you know a man can dream and uh <laughs> and and i like the power of dreams so uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens with them. But uh, Duke's playing some great basketball. So. Well, I tell you what, the other twelve fives. I know we're jumping ahead just a little bit, but uh, dude, twelve Charleston, five San Diego State. I think that as much as I don't think Drake mm. is going to beat Miami. I really don't. I think Miami's a, a solid, solid team that's going to make it to the Sweet Sixteen. But dude, twelve five in the West is VCU is the twelve and St. Mary's is the five. Dude, I think that those are the two 12-5s to me that I think could be uh, – that, that look tasty. Yeah, because St. Mary's is in that same conference with uh, with Gonzaga, yep. and those two teams just beat up on that conference year in and year out, and they both seem to get into the tournament uh, every year. So, uh, and St. Uh, – I'm with you, Dad. That, that, those seem to be the two that uh, – uh, that seemed more likely. And I'll go back to Oral Roberts. I mean, a lot of people may not know this, but they've been a, a basketball program. They've been a program that's had a lot of success in basketball over the years. So uh, this is not something new, even though most of us don't watch an Oral Roberts game until the dance begins. So, uh, but again, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, as, as we said, for all you bracketologists or, or bracket players this week remember you got to pick at least one 12 over a five because mathematically uh it's been proven it happens at least once per i think we've only had like uh, in the last 15 years there's only been twice that a 12 didn't beat a five uh, and as you said sometimes multiple 12s win during this uh opening round so i think those are the two matchups there you to go look for I love it. I love it. That voice relates to Mark Panicelli from The Drive with Mark Panicelli, Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. on 252 ESPN, 107.5 in Greenville, 107.5 in New Bern. And uh, joining us, uh, and I know people are probably listening going, wait a minute, that's Friday. Is it Friday already? Uh, <laughs> if only. Sorry, right? sorry to burst your bubble before the brackets bust. But, yes, it is not, it is not Friday. But, hey, Mondays can be good. Mondays can be good. Oh God, I hate Mondays though, dude. I got to tell you, man. (laughs) Especially when I've been running all weekend and heck since last week. I just, I'm telling you this, dude. I got me a killer nap yesterday. I'm, I'm getting one today too. But that's for another. Again, I'm wasting time here. I wanted to. uh, So put a wrap on the ACC. And I got to tell you, here was my thought, and I kind of alluded to it a little bit in Friday's show. That you know, I picked Duke to win the ACC, so I got to pat myself on the back on that. But Duke should have been the number one seed in this thing, dude. I go back to that Duke-Virginia game up in Charlottesville that, listen, the Blue Devils got cheated out of that. I mean, even the ACC admitted a couple hours later that uh, Filipowski should have gone to the free throw line and just figured, and dude, I mean, he hadn't scored in the game, but uh, you got to figure he would hit at least one of those two free throws with .2 seconds left in the game. Duke would have won that game, and Mark, if they had won that game, they would have been the number one seed going into the uh, ACC tournament. So with all these, you know, and, and I'm with you, and I feel not as much as I do about Carolina fans because uh, you know how much I hate Carolina fans. But uh, Duke fans are pretty <laughs> obnoxious too. 
But for all the, the the thing that bothered me the most, dude, and I heard a lot of it in Greensboro last week, and even with my Duke friends, that oh, they were the underdogs going into the tournament, and here they are, a four seed fighting their way through the tournament to you know make it to the championship game, and I'm like, get the hell out of here, man. I mean, you guys should have been the number one seed. You played like the number one seed, and can, you know what? Just take a victory and. Quit trying to poor mouth yourselves. And I, is that one of the reasons why you hate Duke, Mark Panicelli? Uh, I'm going <laughs> to add it to the list of, <laughs> okay. uh, of things. Um, but, yes, uh, any any Duke fan that thinks that they came in here as an underdog. Oh, good God. You're, 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 you're disillusioned. You're, 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 uh, you're, you're just not thinking clearly. I think going down the stretch, as I said, nine in a row, that includes the three in the tournament, but went down the stretch, you know, to win the last six games of the regular season. And, w- and we talked about it just a minute ago. They had this, they had some struggles at the beginning of the conference uh, season. And and you're right. You take that Virginia game and maybe a, a game or two here and there. I also wonder, because you, 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 you and I were texting yesterday, I'm still what I'm more upset. It's not about Carolina not getting there, even though they won 20 games and West Virginia won 19 and they're in. <laughs> but the reason why is because the reputation of the ACC has took such a hit over the last couple of years. And uh, we know that the ACC represented in the tournament very well last year. I'm trying to remember if we had four or five teams in Sweet 16. And I'm hoping that the ACC will continue because – I, and I wonder this. I wonder if it's because, you know, um, a lot of the blue blood. You know, Virginia definitely has the history. Uh, they kind of had that season two, right, where it was a little up and down. They wound up finishing in uh, in the top four and getting the double bye in the ACC. But Duke was, uh, was unranked for most of the year uh, after January. North Carolina had their down year. And then you and I talked about Louisville. Uh, so I wonder if part of the hit on the reputation of the ACC has been part of the decline to some degree uh, this year, especially when it comes to the, and I'm using air quotes, blue bloods of the, of the, of the program. I, I don't know, but I mean, if the Big Ten can get 10 teams in and then only one of them makes it to the Sweet 16, I don't know how – they can continue to use whatever theory they're using to select these teams. Now, when you and I were coming up, it was a lot about one winning your conference championship, the reputation of your program, and that magic number of 20 wins. But now we've got, you know, how many quad one wins do you have and how many quad two? It's really ultimately what cost North Carolina their shot at the, at going to the tournament this year. But, um, you talked about it, like I said, in our text last night, that uh, I I don't understand this. I, I never really understood the selection process for the, most, uh, for, for the most part, but now it seems even more so that that I just can't uh, – I can't really grasp uh, all of this. And, I, again, if they continue to get it wrong by selecting 10 teams from a conference that can't – have those teams advance into the final 16, I think you've got to change the system. But anyways, that's just my two cents, and I'm going to throw it in there. 
fine, disgruntled UNC fan, but that's really not why I'm saying that. It's really because I don't understand the format. To, like I said, how does an 18-win or 19-win non-conference champion get in because they're reputa- because they've won games against teams based on a reputation? Because it's quad one and quad two. This is all rankings. It's, there's no science, right? There's a lot of voting in college sports. So, anyway. There's my rant for the tournament selection process as it goes now. But you, you weren't, you didn't think these brackets made much sense either, right? I didn't, and a lot of what you're talking about. Listen, he's such a good Twitter follow on uh, Twitter. Are you? Do you follow Josh Goodson? No, dude, you need to. He's with uh, Sports Channel Eight. I've had actually had him on the show here at least once, maybe a couple of times through the years. He is. Uh, for for starters, just very, very intelligent. I mean, he's a very super smart guy in the first place, but he's done a really good job of breaking down uh, the way the NCAA tournament uh, is selected, uh, the stuff. I mean, w- what you're talking about with all these, dude, my eyes glaze over, not with you just talking about it, but just with everybody with the quad one and quad two and quad three and four, and you should win, you better win all your three quad three and four and you should be at least 500 or 600 in quad two. And even if you have a quad one loss, I mean, it's a, it's a good thing for you, even though I think Carolina has shown that that's not the case. But it's Josh W. Goodson on uh, Twitter. Uh, dude, give him a follow and just go okay. back through his timeline over the past uh, week or so. And he has broke it down talking about, you know, St. Mary's having a number 11, you know, being ranked 11th. But uh, – just with it, but it's because of Gonzaga or anyway, I, I'm messing it. I'm totally messing it up, but just follow Josh W. Goodson. Look back over his timeline. And he does a really, really great job of breaking down all that stuff. Dude, I've got to ask you, and like I said, time is running away from us as I knew it would, but uh, I definitely, I've got to pick your brain on uh, Carolina turning down the NIT, which that has happened with uh, programs in the past. It doesn't happen a lot. I got to tell you, I am sorely disappointed that that it happened. I was in the Carolina locker room at uh, following their Virginia loss, talked to Trez, uh, peeked my head in on a couple of other uh, interviews, and I've, dude, I don't remember. And you've been in a ton of locker rooms yourself, Mark, through the years. I, I, I kind of wish you'd been in there because I would have loved to got your opinion on it but i can tell you talking to longtime carolina fans or not just fans but carolina reporters and acc basketball reporters to a person mark everybody was talking about just how depressed that locker room was and that they knew they knew they weren't going to the ncaa's and for them to already be talking about you know this being our last game of the year and i'm sitting there going wait a minute you're still like you said mark you're 20 and 13 i believe Going in, they had already discussed if we lose this and we don't make it to the NCAA tournament, we're turning down an NIT bid, which I wouldn't say is unheard of, but, I mean, it never happens hardly. I was disappointed by that. I think you take that time. I mean, it's almost like when, you, when you're when you a 6-6 six and six football team and you accept a bowl bid to the Mark Panicelli Bowl, you know, that uh, maybe doesn't give the biggest payout, but you know what? It means you're going to get to practice for another couple of weeks. Why not take that NIT bid and, you know, and work with some of the younger guys? You know, Baycott's probably not coming. Well, I don't know. I, dude, I got to tell you, I heard people saying he's definitely coming back next year, but you know, there are other players that are not going to be coming back. Play some of those younger lineups, you know, work on new rotations going into next year. I got to tell you, dude, I was very, 
very, very disappointed in Carolina for turning down that NIT bid. You, I tell you what, give me from both sides of your brain here, uh, Mark. I mean, from your Carolina fan side of your brain and then just your analyst side of the brain, should they have not taken this uh, NIT bid? Yeah, um, I mean, I kind of wish they did for the exact reason that you that you said uh, was that it appears, other than Leaky Black, most of the composition of this team can return. Baycott still has a year of eligibility, Caleb Love, R.J. Davis, et cetera. But the, uh, as you mentioned, it's also not unprecedented. A few years ago, you remember uh, before uh, the Coach K finale tour, they missed the tournament the year before and turned down their NIC bid. So this just happened a couple of years ago. Um, and I, again, I don't know if this was a consensus uh, player vote. Uh, that's kind of what Hubert Davis made it sound like to some degree. I don't know if the coaches had that. There's a part of me that wonders what will this team look like next year? Because again, if you're coming, if you're going to run it back, as they say, then you'd want that time. Um, certainly would hope that you, your pride isn't thumping you enough that, that you're too good for the NIT. Um, because again, if you're, if you're running it back, you're going to want that extra practice time, that extra playing time, that extra jail time. Uh, well, wait, jail is in like, like G E L, not J I A. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You want to gel together, <laughs> mix together. Well, um, this is in Alabama. Uh, oh, oh, sorry, sorry, not sorry, but, um, but it makes me wonder, you know, what will uh, will Hubert Davis, you know, decide to go in a different direction? Um, will, you know, and I know this maybe seems unthinkable, but uh, it's not. But, you know, maybe, you know, who knows? Maybe if Caleb Love or R.J. Davis hits the transfer portal. You just never know what's going to happen in the offseason in college sports anymore. But uh, disappointed as a fan because, again, be nice to, to, to watch them play, uh, but the analytical side, you take away any fandom. My biggest question is, does, is this a sign of how different this team may look next year? Maybe maybe Hubert's Davis, Hubert Davis's vision for the 23-24 basketball season is a reconstructed roster of some degree. I, just, I know that's a little speculative, but that that would, as, as you said, you make the good point. Like, uh, if you're going to run it back with all those players that can return, why wouldn't you want the extra playing time? Um, and it just makes me think maybe the direction of the team goes different. Maybe, you know, maybe maybe they they encourage some of their current players to hit the transfer portal so that they can as well. I, I, I don't know, but it's, it's definitely perplexing. Well. I, uh, we're going to add, you know, as we always do, and we have all basketball season, we're going to have uh, Tuesdays with Trez tomorrow to be the, the season finale, uh, with him. And that's one of the stories I'm going to, or one of the questions I'm going to ask him, uh, is, you know, was it a, did the players vote? Was it a coaching decision? What, and I'm going to ask what he would have liked to do. You'd like to think from his point of view, Mark, he would have, you know, he would have liked to have got a few more minutes in there and. Uh, as well as he played in that uh, second round game, and I mean he played really, really well in the ACC tournament, to then not even playing a minute uh, against Virginia, I, I just I can't wait to pick his brain about that. And I got to tell you, uh, Greg Clemens uh, 
jumped in here and he said, uh, and I think he's right. He said, Brian, they have to protect the brand players come and go. And so they weren't worried about them. They were worried about themselves. Mark, Mr. Clemens is straight on right there. I think that was part of it is that what if Carolina gets in this and they half, ha, they half, butt their way through, uh, you know, an NIT game and get bounced by, I don't know. Uh, I don't have an NIT bracket here in front of me, but Yale, I think because Vanderbilt's playing Yale in the first round, say Carolina got Yale, uh in chapel hill and then they come down and and boat race carolina that makes carolina look even worse doesn't it yeah i mean i guess and and over the years you know uh most of our generation has grown up uh and and even generations you know uh younger with the 64 team tournament in the ncaa the NIT used to have so much more clout when uh, when there was less, but over the years, uh, it's the NIT's become this sort of laughing stock as well. Because I'm going to even put this: not only would it be bad for them to lose early, but if you're one of these, uh, you know, brand name, you know, household college basketball programs. Uh, is, is, is winning the NIT something that you really want to do. Um, because, I mean, you know, I mean, we grow up in, East, in Eastern North Carolina. And the most successful, and by the way, this season wasn't the greatest for ECU basketball, but there was, there was some improvement uh, without question. Uh, but their best season in the last, I don't know, 20-plus years was the year Jeff Lebo got them 20 wins and they won the, what was it, the CDI or the CIT or one of those below the NIT tournament. And you know how many people made fun of the ECU basketball program for even being proud of that. So you can imagine if you're North Carolina, Duke or Kansas or Kentucky or whoever, hanging an NIT banner is almost disgraceful at this point. And uh, so I feel bad for uh, the lack of clout the NIT brings uh, these days. But again, it's not in the 70s anymore. And I mean, unless you make it to the big dance, then uh, there's no real uh, sense of pride there, especially for one of these very privileged programs like North Carolina, who's had success. First time they've missed the tournament since 2010, I believe. Wow. Well. It is what it is. I, I, and again, don't forget tomorrow, Tuesdays with Trez and our second hour here on the Brian Hank show brought to you by King's restaurant. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm going to ask him some tough questions tomorrow. I mean, I'm going to ask him, you know, there've been the, no, not rumors, but just the, the thought process that he might be one of the ones that hits the, uh, the, uh, uh the portal. And I think that's a, I think it's a legit question. I'm going to ask him uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be, uh, like I said, our season finale of it. And uh, can't wait to pick his brain. He's always been so open with us, too. So looking forward to that. Dude, we're not going to get to – I said nine things. We've literally got to ask two him, of them. <laughs> ask him to tell to tell Caleb Love to hit that transfer portal anyway. There you go. There. <laughs> there you go. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, the five teams that made the uh, – this is what I was going to ask you. Of the five teams that made the uh, NCAA tournament out of the ACC, who do you have going the furthest? I mean, obviously, Duke being a five seed, which I thought that was so disrespectful of them. They just win the ACC tournament, and they're a five seed? 
a five seed. I mean, yeah. I just I don't get that. Virginia, a four. I guess what Duke's got Oral Roberts first, five versus twelve. Virginia is a four seed, and I couldn't. I, I uh, Seth Davis and everybody on the CBS show yesterday already. Oh, this is your first upset, Furman over Virginia. Come on, get that. Mm. Uh, NC State. I I got to tell you, Furman. man, I've got State beating Creighton in the first round, and then having a really good game against UCSB and making it to the Sweet Sixteen. Then the other uh, Miami and uh, who who am I? Drake. Uh, yeah, Miami versus Drake. But then the uh, other ACC team. I'm having a, a brain fart here. Oh. oh my gosh! How, how did you do this to me? I know, I know. Now, now, now we're both sitting here looking crazy. <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, just gotta a, be somebody, right? Let's see: State, <laughs> State, Virginia, Duke, Miami. Who am I forgetting? Who's the the fifth team? People are screaming at the radios right now. You know they that. Are. Come on, They're man! Like, come on! You guys had all day to prepare for this. <laughs> anyway, and, uh, of uh, the, yes. I'll, I'll let you talk for a second, dude. I almost said Maryland. That shows you how old school I am there. But, uh, uh. Dude, uh, yeah, there you go. Of the uh, the five ACC teams that have made it to the uh, NCAA tournament, who do you have going the furthest? Well, Duke, uh, painful as this is, but I need to give people the sport, right, the, the real sport. Duke is the hottest team. They're playing great. Uh, they've got the talent to go as far. Jim Laranega has – March magic, though. Uh, how many times we've seen his team get in? I'm going to say it's between those two. Um, for NC State, I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see how far State can go. Uh, I'll go back to Duke and say really quickly. Um, uh, if I'm, if I'm. Uh, if I'm, if I was a betting man, I'd, I'd, I'd probably put my money on Duke. I hate to say that. If you're asking me who's going to go the farthest, my second team would be Miami. My problem with, and I like obviously Tony Bennett and Virginia to do something. The problem is, it looks like you guys are going to run into Alabama. If, if you win the first two games, you're going to end up playing Alabama, who's the number one team in the country right now. So, um, Real quickly, my thoughts, should Alabama be playing their best player, Brandon no, Miller? No, Okay, I, I'm I sorry, agree I didn't with mean, you. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. But Oh, by the <laughs> way, the fifth team, and thank you, Mr. Clemens, who is faithfully listening right now, Pitt. And you can see how I overlooked Pitt oh, yeah. because they shouldn't even be in the ACC how, anyway. How, how forgetful. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, but there you go. Uh, uh, dude, I got to tell definitely you. Definitely not them. I don't know if you had a chance to listen to Friday's show, but we had uh, – uh, Ken Watlington on from uh, Channel Nine, dude. He, I got to give him credit. Not only that's with Duke still having to play a semifinal game and the championship game in the ACC tournament, he declared at that point they were going to win eight straight, eight more straight games in a row and in the win the NCAA tournament. And dude, he might not be off there, dude. And I know that that hurts your Tar Heel blue tinted heart, but dude, would you be at all shocked if Duke ends up winning the NCAA tournament this year? Uh, did, did you just did you just throw up a little bit in your mouth? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. Um, I guess nothing really, especially in today's college basketball, uh, which to me is as unpredictable. Uh, I'd say in the country, nobody's playing better than than Alabama right now. Uh, 
Texas looks really good. They handled uh, Kansas soundly. But, I mean, it's all, you know, it's going to be all about the matchup. Who's going to be in front of you? Do you match up well with that team? Um, And, uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if Duke ends up winning it all. But uh, I'm going to take a few days off after that to adjust my soul (laughs) if if that happens. But, but. John Shire would probably uh, again. You're not going to forget Coach K, but boy, that would be the ultimate uh, first year coach success story, right? Win, win your conference tournament, win, win the big dance. Uh, you know, John Shire. They'd already start building that second statue that'd be right <laughs> beside Shashevsky. I agree with you on that. Uh, well, I tell you what. Mark Panicelli, uh, it just, and I'm not going to hold you to this because I mean, the brackets haven't even been released now, but about 13 hours, maybe 12 and a half, 13 hours. But right now, uh, who is your national champion as we sit here right now, as we're approaching eight o'clock on uh, Monday, March the 13th. I'm going to say Alabama. Uh, they're playing great plus that the story off the court uh again i i wonder how that's going to evolve is this an ongoing murder investigation but when if you're asking me from the basketball standpoint i think their plan is good if not better than anybody in the country right now so uh if i filled out a bracket right now and i won't uh, today, but if I did, I'd probably put Alabama on the final line. Oh, God, that's so gross. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. It's just, I, I God, Mark, I'm just sitting here blithering. I don't know, man. It just, uh, that makes, it makes my heart hurt because this is a program that he shouldn't even be playing. He shouldn't even be playing. I mean, he was essentially an accessory to murder. Okay. I mean, and he's going to be playing for a national team. If they win, I can't imagine if there is a just, and we're, we're ending with this, Panicelli, if there's a just God, a just God would not allow Alabama to win the national championship this year. Yeah, well, I think he's a just God, but I think this is the <laughs> devil's world. So uh, I, think, uh, I think the thing is, uh, who knows how long it's going to take. I'm with you. I don't know how. I know the, there's, uh, what do you say, accessory? Uh, what's the other word? Accomplice. It just, uh, it seems, I mean, I'll just say this, and it's been said before. Uh, if, if this guy, who's going to be a, a first round, maybe even lottery pick in the NBA, if this guy's sitting on the bench, he's not there. Now, no, no doubt, I think if he's charged with something, part of this is the fact that the police haven't charged him with anything. I I think that would change everything. But right now, the fact that he's not even a person of interest uh, in the case is probably why. Uh, but uh, but again, it just the optics of it just seem really bad. But uh, but no, I it, you know, let's just let's see what happens and see uh, what unfolds. I also, do you ever wonder, like, if that were you and me? God, dude, you we know, would, we would we, be right we now. Jail? <laughs> we would be in jail right now begging our friends to come up with our bail money. That's exactly where we would be right now, dude. You know? I don't think so, yeah. 
Anyway, listen, Mark, thank you. We rolled over a couple minutes in the second hour. I think I appreciate that. And dude, thank you for, uh, deciding or not deciding, but, uh, helping us, uh, lead bat off, lead bat off, bat lead off. Dude, it's freaking Monday, man. Bat lead off here, uh, this week. And, uh, looking forward to having you on every Monday now here, uh, for the, for the foreseeable future here on the Brian Hank show, dude. Absolutely. Great way to kick off the week. You are the best, man. Mark Panicelli, 5 to 6 p.m., 252ESPN.com and 107.5 FM and uh, all over the place. Thank you for joining us here this morning, dude. My pleasure. Thank you. That's Mark Panicelli. Uh, coming up in our second hour, we're going to have Jackson Massey on from uh, North Lenore High School. We've got a lot of stuff we want to talk to him about, too, on the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College.